What's up, Ghana? The biggest food and music festival is coming to Accra. The Eat Trade Music Festival is bringing together the hottest food and drink joints, DJs and musicians for two unforgettable days. Come out with the family to enjoy local and continental foods, drinks and fun activities like video games, arts installations, face painting and many more. It's happening at the Untamed Empire, Accra, on the 28th and 29th of October. Oh yeah! Buy your tickets now by dialing star 714 star 500 hush. Call us on 0550-188-888. Eat, drink, music. The ultimate festival experience. Supporting sponsor City FM and City TV. City 97.3. Accra. City 97.3. More variety.
good morning and good morning and welcome to farm life your regular family enrichment and enhancement program meant to make each one of us better and to make our families thrive our marriages as well and our relationships how they turn out and what they ought to be my name is michael michael mensa and today we are going to have a significant conversation you know the month of October globally set aside to look at, give attention to the breasts. And so today we're going to have a significant conversation with that regard. And I'll tell you the topic we are going to look at when we come back. So please take and stay and let's take a spot of music and then we will be right back. Oh 
back. Like I mentioned a little earlier, that October is set aside to consider healthy breasts and all the ramifications thereof. And so today we want to have a special session where I'm privileged to have with me here in the studio Dr. Joyce MFA Adukla. She's a medical doctor and health advocate. She currently works with Luca Health Medical Specialty Center at East Ligon. She's very passionate about matters concerning health, and she's married to Dr. William Selomikla of Kolebu Teaching Hospital, and they are blessed with a lovely son called Elom. So good morning and big shout out to Elom. And so today, welcome, Dr. Amefa. Thank you, Michael. Yes, and it's great to have you here. Yeah, it's been about over two years, Elder. <laughs> I haven't been here in over two years. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey, take a brief that's break. a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. So today we are looking at the broader dynamics of healthy breasts. And so today, Papa Amos and myself are going to engage you in a wonderful conversation <laughs> and, I'm going to, and then we are going to bring in the dimensions, the dimensions of, of, exactly. the, of the relational issues and how that uh, can keep it going so let me also issue a, let me issue a disclaimer yes. she's my own mfo so okay okay i will I, i'll be throwing softballs <laughs> <laughs> so also in the studio this morning is elder because we are discussing a mammalian gland also in the studio this morning is elder imos kevinanan ceo of Hearts and Habits Foundation. And so I want to do the conversation together. If you have any concerns about healthy breasts and the like, you can kindly keep it coming via zero five on via telegram or WhatsApp on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. Again zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. Now Farm Life is specially brought to you by Lily. Lily Rice, Lily Healthy and Happy Family. So let's get on board. So once again, welcome Dr. Joyce MFA. Thank you so much, Michael. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. All right. So let's start from the beginning. It set aside the month of October to lay focus on the value of breasts and right. its ramifications. Yes. Right. So I want to ask, can you give us a brief description of what breasts are. Is it only a female thing or is it a male thing as well? Or is it a human thing? Uh, <laughs> where do you start from? Okay, thank you so much for having me. So um when we talk about breasts, that's what's um distinguish uh, that's what distinguishes us mammals from every other creature. Okay. So mammals have breasts. Mm. So it's called the mammary gland. Okay. And so that's what distinguishes us from every other creature. Mm. And for human beings or homo sapiens, as yes. we describe it, yes. both male and female alike, we both have breasts. Okay. So the only difference is with the sizing when it comes to males and then females. It's predominant in, 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 in females. And so the breast is made up of glandular tissue. So glands and um, with fat and then nerves, blood vessels, so both arteries and then veins. Mm. And then it's all held together by a connective tissue. So it has ligaments. ligaments. What we, we, we say medicine ligaments. Okay. That's keep it suspended mm. on the chest. So okay. I know we all know what breasts are, but 
it's 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 that's yeah. gland that you find in between. So you know when you touch the middle of your chest, yes. we have what we call the sternum. Okay. Or simply puts the breastbone. Okay. So on either sides of the breastbone mm. is where you have your breast or your mammary gland. So awesome. it's made up of the glandular tissue, fats, connective tissue, and then your blood vessels, and then most importantly, nerve endings too. That's what makes the nipple and then the areola, which is the dark area around the breast, yeah. very sensitive to touch. Ah, actually, I'm talking some people's minds are going. <laughs> I'll count it. I'll count it. If I am shortly. So, but what? Why is it that? For the men, it's not protruding or standing out. It's slightly on it. It's only as men age, just sometimes you have it. It's some men, no. As, as some men, men age, they <laughs> have it slightly protruding. Right. But generally, so, but the women's own, normally and naturally, right. it's more uh, voluptuous and uh, okay. protruding. Why so, is so you know, when we are all born, mm-hmm. our breast size looks mm-hmm. the same. So it's predominantly the nipple and then the areola which is the dark area around the nipple and then just scanty breast tissue Mm -hmm. that's how we are all born and so the difference comes in when we hit puberty Mm -hmm. and so which comes down to hormonal changes Mm -hmm. because once you hit puberty you start having hormonal changes in your body so it it purely tells you that is the hormones that make the difference Mm -hmm. you know in men is predominantly the testosterone and then in females we have our estrogen that comes to play when we get to puberty Mm -hmm. and so it enhances you know development of the breast in females as opposed to males who have their testosterone at play when they hit puberty Mm -hmm. so they are hit with the the deep the breaking of their voice and then all that but for females Mm -hmm. apart from you having that female appearance the, the hormones do have a role when it comes to development. So it's the, it's the hormonal changes that makes the difference when it comes to milk. And you realize that it's not the same until you get to puberty okay. when the hormones set in and then you start having the differences or the changes. All right. So biology is at play, but it's released more during at the, the pu- puberty. puberty exactly. Awesome. And this is, it appears people are the puberty stage is starting earlier and earlier. Right. So I, I it's the lifestyle, the uh, diet. Yes, and, I yeah, the diet the diets, Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And okay. mostly you have it between predominantly between 12 and 18. But mm. people now, even before you can see a 10 year old yeah. who has fully developed breasts. Yes. And then by 18, the, the breast should have fully developed. Mm. But after 18, why you would have the breast still looking bigger mm. or going bigger is because of fatty deposition. And oh, so okay. predominantly with weight gain, the more okay. you, some, someone would tell you, oh, before I got married or yes. before I had a baby, yes. my breast size had developed to a certain yes. size. Yes. But after having a baby, mm. it, it got bigger. Yeah, mm. so it's that boils down mainly to gaining but for gaining weight okay. but for the breast to fully develop by eating the, the breast should have developed fully awesome awesome now let me ask the biomasa the question i'll come back to you is it the case then that we men or the male factor are influenced by what we see <laughs> <laughs> by the view at the breast is it that it sends some sensory uh, issues to our brain that makes us get some atinka and some some things. <laughs> when, when we see, it's where, so it's like uh, the you more, who feels it knows it. <laughs> so I'm asking as a man, yes. Well, I think that uh, I mean we're visual in nature. Mm-hmm. I mean the way we're designed as men, mm-hmm. we're, we're excited by what we see, and once you see it, it gets registered in your head, okay. and then you process it and make a choice what you do with it. 
you know. So it's either you stay off or you pursue same. And that's one of the things that a lot of men struggle to deal with. It is one way of being prone to escapades and experimental behavior. So if you want to be a man who is going to relate with people innocently yes. and decently, yes. those, these two words are very important, innocently and decently, mm. you then have to be mindful what you give and feed your eyes with. Mm. Now, I was going through some of the notes I've been taking in the past, mm -hmm. in the month of October, because I listened to a lot of conversations and I... Unfortunately, I couldn't find all of it because mm. um, of change of handset and all that. But I remember one lady mentioning, who is also a medic, saying that a healthy breast must look and feel healthy. Exactly. So it's not just what has been described, but it, its appearance itself must connote same. And you having it, you feel it. And when it is handled, it has to feel same. Now, for the man, it's an exciting thing, especially for persons from the Judeo-Christian worldview, because you're being asked to become infatuated. So you have the right when you are married. <laughs> you have the right to see before. You have to. Yeah, you have. You have to. <laughs> but, but not to touch. By all, to touch. <laughs> By all that, let me categorically state that the breast primarily yes. is to make store and release milk to feed the baby. I don't know. Come there, yes. well, that that is that is primarily. Primarily, primarily. Why went there? Is because I'm coming. Why, let me let me uh, let me let me settle proper. Uh -huh, because why I went there is because I like it that you see. The secondary purpose is becoming greater than the, the primary, primary purpose. purpose. You oh, know? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, uh, that's primarily. Yeah. But for those who have not had children yet, mm. it cannot be a primary usage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, let me just be contained. <laughs> All right, if you're just joining us, good. Oh, sorry. I, I would yeah. say that, I mean, and that's what it is. Um, yeah, it is. A man is excited. And yeah. I always say that there's something between men and boys yes. that you would see. Mm. They get very excited about breasts. Mm. I recall <laughs> some time ago in a meeting, uh, a woman was breastfeeding her younger child, mm. and the older one was standing. Then the husband had gone there, so he saw the wise breast and wanted mm. to put his hands, fingers underneath mm. the breast. Then the little boy went and hit, smacked the father's <laughs> under. <laughs> 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 so, so, he's reinforcing When a landlord sits there and a tenant wants to evict him, that's, a, that's the thing. That's the feeling we have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so if you are just joining us, we, we are live here on City 97.3 FM on Farm Life, your regular family enhancement program. Gladly and especially brought to you by Lily Rice, Lily, happy people. And we, you can join us with your comments and your contributions. We are discussing healthy breasts today. And you can join us with your comments and contributions 
via WhatsApp or Telegram on 0549-986-996. I'm in the studio with Dr. Joyce MFA Adokla and Papa Imos Kevin Annan. My name is Michael Mensa. Yes, so now let me So it's visually stimulating. Let's Ex leave it at that. Exactly. For the man is visually stimulating. And, and it's part of the plan, isn't it? Oh, it's part of the plan. Yeah. And that's why that's why some of the ladies are the Omushedra. So I'm I'm when she when she my next set of questions, I'll come back to you. But it says show cleavage, show cleavage. <laughs> so I I'll come to you it's back. It's called visual bombardment. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> you see. Yeah, Doc, so what's the importance you've tell it's as often it. What's the importance of breast? Is it is it there for any particular function or is it just a decorative piece? Yeah. All right. So just like I mentioned early on, the breast primar primarily is to make breast mm -hmm. and then store and then release it to feed mm -hmm. a baby. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So um, once a child is conceived, yeah. the breast pre prepare, prepares to to give and um, to produce milk. Okay. And then often the hormone responsible for that is called prolactin. Mm. So it produces milk and then once there's the presence of the baby, yes. so we talk about all the visual stimulation mm. and then the suckling reflex. Once mm. the baby starts sucking, mm. there's release of oxytocin, okay. which allows for the milk lets down. Okay. So primarily, like I said, it's to feed the baby, to make milk, mm. to store the milk, and to release the milk to, to feed the baby. To make milk, to store the milk, and, and to release the milk exactly. to the baby. And there's a release of oxytocin. Oxytocin, oxytocin is, is, is a hormone. Yeah, it's a hormone. A bonding hormone. hormone. Enhances it's powerful. Okay. It's powerful. powerful. Enhances. Yeah. So when the, the men also have access, yes, the bonding yeah. becomes the deeper. Becomes, yeah. Jesus is Lord. Feeling here deep. Feeling here deep. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you go, ah, you have to Starting point. <laughs> okay, so now I want you to help us. What are the signs of a healthy breast? Right, so mm. when you take the breast, mm. the breast generally mm. should look and then feel the same. Okay. So looking, so I'm talking about the shape of the breast, mm. the 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 shape of the nipple mm. um the skin how smooth the skin is okay. right so you should have a uniform or should i say equal uniformity when it comes to the smoothness of your breast skin and then the the the, the breast itself the texture of the breast must be consistently the same it must consistently feel the same so some people may say oh we've been told not to have any breast i mean lumps in your breast but sometimes when you hold your breast mm you feel lumps. So mm. there's this uniform lumpiness when mm. it comes to the breast. Mm. Ideally, when you hold the breast from top to down this way, you actually mm. feel yeah. a lump. Like right? spongy. E exactly. Mm. But it should be uniform throughout. Okay. So it should be uniform throughout. So when you... Why is it uniform? Is it as far as that particular breast is concerned or both or breasts? Both, both breasts. Okay. Both breasts. The mm. texture should feel it. So let me use the, 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 te the word texture, texture. Okay. for the purpose of our, our listeners. Mm. Okay. Right. So the texture should feel the same. Mm. And usually when you examine your breasts, you tend to use the flat of your palm. Okay. So the flat of your fingers. So this this side, the flat of your fingers. So mm. between your the tip of your fingers and then the middle of your palm. Okay. So you don't hold the breast with the tip of your fingers. You okay. use the flat of like, your palm. Like you're breaking bread. Okay. okay. It's not a, it's not, you don't, you don't, you don't, go, you don't look, look like a crane. Exactly. Because if you hold it that way, you definitely feel a lump. So if you want okay. to know what okay. the uniform lumpiness I'm talking about mm. is you use the, 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 the flat okay. of your of your palm. Okay. And if you do it 
that way all the time. Mm. You get to know your normal. In a circular motion. Exactly, in a circular. So I'll use the phase of the clock in a mm. clockwise. So if you mm-hmm. choose to start from a certain point, yes. you go in a circular motion and mm. then end there. Okay. Not forgetting the nipple area and the areola area. And okay. then also note that the breast has a tail. Mm, and it goes really? all the way into your armpits. So we call it the axilla. Mm. So the armpits. So the the breast itself protruding out there is not just as you see it, mm. but you have breast tissue as well in your armpits okay. and then beneath your collarbone. Beneath your collarbone. So as you're examining it, your focus is not only on the breasts with the face of the clock motion. Mm-hmm. But also, you, you focus on your armpits or the axilla, as we would say it med- medically, yeah. and then beneath your collarbone, because you have breast tissue there as well. Okay. Right? So the texture should always feel the same. And okay. if you are used to your normal, yes. it, it's like being used to something and then suddenly there's an intruder. Yeah. Okay. If you are used to the normal and then a lump develops or there are any changes whatsoever, you'll yeah. be able to tell. And I mentioned the skin. The skin is usually uniform, both in yeah. terms of color there should be no dimpling on the skin. Mm. And so when you start seeing changes such as puckering of the skin or what I would say dimpling or in medical terms, we use what we call peau d'orange appearance, which simply means exactly, but it's like the peel of an orange. So you see when you take orange peel, Mm. it has, it's it's, the puckering, the dimpling, exactly. So it shouldn't look that way. Yeah, the skin yeah. of the breast is usually smooth. Mm. So if you start having changes like that, like this, the, the orange peel appearance, yeah. then it tells you there's a problem. If the breast skin looks discolored, mm. it tells you there's a problem. If the breast, if you feel an unusual lump, mm. it, it's it's a sign of an, an so unhealthy when, when breast. when you say it feels discolored, what does that mean? I feel, assuming the person is dark, I mean, of the three of us, uh, I mean, she's I mean, the by the four right. of us, She's the fairest. Including Daniel. And I'll be uh, fair. I'm the darkest. Looking at all the four of us, I'm the darkest. And we are fair. So if a a woman is dark like me, or a man is dark like me, how can they tell that there's a discoloration? Right. So the discoloration has to do with um, non-uniformity. So though you are dark, Mm. when I look at the skin around your breast, Mm. it has a uniform color. So once I see color changes, Mm. then I know there's a problem. So it doesn't matter whether you are light skinned Mm. or whether you are dark. There should be uniformity Mm. of the skin Mm. of the breast. So that would be different from uh, when you're distinguishing the areola area from the, from the breast, the breast skin exactly so the darker. darker so the uniformity of the breast skin and mm. then the areola is the much darker so yeah. if you're in a fair person mm. will say darker but it actually looks reddish yeah, so yeah. It, like in in a caucasian yeah. it looks reddish but yes. in a dark skinned person yes, it looks exactly. it looks dark mm. but it's usually the areola area looks darker than the ordinary skin that you have around the breast yeah. okay. areola and the nipple look the same mm. in color Yes, but then you, you know the nip, the nipple is a protruded portion yeah. of the areola, mm. and the areola is the flat yeah. rounded yeah. area yes. around the nipple. So, so would they, they have look, to be the same. Yes, so okay. they look darker than all right the, the, the actual okay. breast yes. skin. Right. All right. So the next thing I want to ask now that you've told us how a healthy breast looks like, what uh, can make breasts unhealthy, and is it the case that it's only in women that you can have unhealthy breasts or you can have unhealthy breasts also in men and and what are the dynamics there? right 
So you can have, once you, there's a presence of a breast, mm. you can have unhealthy breast in both male and female. Okay. And so let me talk first about the infections before we talk about the cancers, mm. which is primarily our focus for this month. Mm. And so once you have the breast and then you have glandular tissue, mm. you can't have an infection of the mm -hmm. breast. And that's what we call mastitis. Okay. So it's the inflammation of the breast tissue. So sometimes you would realize that the breast becomes tender or what we'll say painful and then swelling and then you have skin changes of the breast and it's usually caused by an infection by either a bacteria or a fungus or any of the organisms that can cause infections. Mm -hmm. And so that's a, a mastitis and it's simply an inflammation of the breast. So when it happens that way, the breast looks painful or the, the breast is painful, it looks swollen, it looks reddened and then it's commonly, that's what commonly breastfeeding mothers tend to have. Mm -hmm. Because if the breast produces milk and then you feed the baby with it, and for some reason the, the, the duct is not fully emptied, and mm -hmm. then you have milk staying in there, yes. you know bacteria, we have yes. bacteria everywhere, so bacteria finds its way in there, mm -hmm. and then it leads to an infection. Mm -hmm. And so when it happens that with the signs of the inflamed breast that you would mm -hmm. see mm -hmm. or feel are the breast um, color changes and then the swelling is very painful very for painful. anyone who has breastfed before who has had a mastitis or even if you haven't breastfed before but you've had any infection of the breast mm -hmm. they'll tell you it's really painful yeah, and so yeah. oftentimes we do the management the conservative management and then pain relief to help you with the pain mm -hmm. then we put you on antibiotics that is with the infections okay. and when it comes to the other ones mm -hmm. then we talk about the cancers mm -hmm. and then the cancers we have the benign ones mm -hmm. which are not cancerous and then we have the malignant ones, which in simple terms are cancerous. And so it's not every breast lump or every breast mass that is cancerous. There are breast lumps which are benign or what we would say non-cancerous. And the typical ones are the fibroadenomas. The fibroadenomas, it's very common am amongst females, fibroadenomas. So we call them the breast mouse. Mm -hmm. So it's like you feel a lump in the breast and it's very mobile. Yeah, you okay. touch it, it moves here, you touch it, you move here. Yeah, Usually okay. well-defined mm -hmm. and there's rubbery. Okay. And apart from that, it usually wouldn't give you any other signs. Why people would want to take it out is because of the uncomfortable feeling it gives them, knowing that there's something there in the yeah, first place. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And also when it grows bigger mm -hmm. or it grows bigger than it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Right. So those are the, the fiber adenomas aside. Those are the commonest. That's why I'm, I'm mentioning yeah, the names. Okay. But they are usually benign. But did yeah. I hear that even healthy breasts can ache? Exactly. So Healthy it's not breast, all aches that exactly. must be related to. Okay, so let me hasten to add that um, pain in breasts is also hormonal. Mm. And so at certain points in your menstrual cycle, you would have pain. Mm. So someone will tell you, oh, anytime I'm ovulating, my breasts feel tender. Yeah. It's hormonal. And then before my menstruation, my breast feels heavy. And then it feels lumpy. It's hormonal. That mm. is why we always advocate that even to examine your breast every time, yes. you always have to wait till after a few days after your menstruation. Mm. You give mm. yourself about three to five days. Mm. Because 
just before menses, because the breast is influenced by hormones or is, is, has undergone hormonal changes, the breast generally will feel heavier than usual or the breast will feel lumpier than usual or the breast will be tender to touch. So the ideal time to always examine your breast is after your menses. So the hormones do play a role and at certain points in the menstrual cycle, yes. you would have pain when it comes to the breast. So... If I'm getting you, does it mean that the mastitis is that the name? Right. Cannot happen to males. Can, mastitis can. I recently had a patient who had a mastitis. So like what I can, said, yes, it's, it's, it's so, bacteria. Is yes. So it's 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 primarily mm. a bacterial infection, mm. and you know, our skin has normal flora and fauna. Mm. So if for some reason mm. there's a breach in the skin for mm. instance you had you had a, a small cut okay. or you had a scratch you know maybe mm. you had something that you, you, you tried yeah, scratching yeah, yeah. and there's a breach in mm. the integrity of the skin mm. you have bacteria finding its way there okay. and once they multiply or they proliferate you can you have an infection mm. right? so males can have yeah. though they are not necessarily breastfeeding yeah. but why i'm saying breastfeeding is because that is my comment. exactly mm. and then once you produce the milk yeah. i mean bacteria will find will, will find will find okay. its way there and then it will multiply and then you can get an infection if it's not full the breast is not fully emptied at breastfeeding okay. right so males can have mastitis as well because you can have a break or a crack in the skin mm. and once that happens and you don't get it treated well you can find bacteria in there and you can have a mastitis thank right. you You're doctor welcome. so if you're just joining us this farm life your regular family enhancement program life here on city 97.3 fm Today we are looking at healthy breasts with Dr. Joyce MFA Adokla, who is a medical and health advocate and currently works with the local health medical specialty center at East Legon. She is married to Dr. William Selome Kla of Kolebu Teaching Hospital and they are blessed with a wonderful son called Elom. What does Elom mean? God loves me. Ah, God loves me. <laughs> you know the song we played before was by uh, Kyla Reki. It's a right. cover that says how he laughs. Yeah. So, Elom, was the song we played more or less. Yeah. Yeah, so now I'm coming back to you. So you can keep your conversations coming to us via WhatsApp or Telegram on 0549-986-996. Again, 0549-986-996. Uh, Doc, um, I've, we've described the healthy breasts and then signs of the unhealthy breasts. Now, I want to, I want to ask that are there any genetic or hereditary factors involved in unhealthy breasts? Right. And this is something that starts immediately you are, you are young or it often starts, uh, comes up from the adolescent years and beyond. Yes. Right. So when we talk about genetic factors, then mm -hmm. we'll be thinking more of the cancers, the mm -hmm. breast cancers. Yeah, okay. And in certain families, so... The breast is made up of cells mm -hmm. and we know that cells are the basic building block of every organ, mm -hmm. right? So what happens is if you have abnormal proliferation of the cells, yeah. so it means the, the growth and the proliferation is not controlled, then you, you'd be having a cancer. So abnormal growth of your cells in the breast will lead mm -hmm. to breast cancer, right? There are certain genetic mutations when it comes to certain cells and for certain families, it's inherited. So when you have genetic mutations, we have one called BRCA1 and BRCA2, BRCA1 and then BRCA2. 
and those are associated with ovarian and then breast cancers. Mm. So you find that in certain families, those mm. genes are inherited. Mm. And so if you are in a family that has, so the family you are born into is very, very important because mm. genes are inherited. Yeah. And so if, if, if you are born into a family, if the family members always look young, you inherit those genes. Yeah. As well as if you have a particular disease in the family, you would inherit, you, you would inherit those diseases mm -hmm. too. So the ones associated with the ovarian and breast cancer is the BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes. And it's due to certain genetic mutations. And so um, if you are unfortunate enough to inherit those genes mm -hmm. in your family line, then you are at a higher risk of getting is breast cancer. Is it possible that looking at how genetics works, that it can be that it's in the family? But I can yes, skip you. you may not oh yes, it. yes. So that is why we use the word risk. Okay. So it means if we pick you amongst other people, mm -hmm. you are at a higher chance yes. of getting it because of That's the of the gene mutation in your family, right? Okay. Because it's inherited. Okay. But it doesn't necessarily mean you will get it. It can skip you mm -hmm. and go to another yeah. generation. Mm -hmm. But once you are in the family and you've inherited that gene mutation, which is the BRCA one and BRCA two related to or associated with ovarian and then breast cancer, you stand a higher chance of developing breast cancer. Wow. Let me come to you. So then it means then that uh, when you marry a person, you are marrying the good, the bad, and the ugly. But sometimes we don't like to face it. Is that not so? Well, both I mean, both from the, looking at it from the genetic dimensions, you, can, you are inheriting both the physical, physiological, anatomical, dimensions as well as the emotional like some families they are very haughty or very quick tempered so that is, is that is that is that the reality I mean, that i think there's, often, there's mm, wisdom in mm, what our forebears said that mm, mm, so they will take their time to do some detailed search mm, on the profile of families mm, because they know that these things can reproduce themselves in other persons and then it becomes a whole generational uh, occurrence. But it was used sometimes negatively, and so it became an issue. Mm. And for that reason, a lot of people now have dismissed that totally and don't pay attention to it mm. until it becomes an issue they have to grapple with. Mm. You know? <coughs> so each one of us must pay attention to whoever we are seeking to prospect into relationship and for future marriage yeah. because especially when you have the intention of producing after your kind mm -hmm. you end up perpetuating a cycle that hopefully may be problematic uh, for you mm -hmm. and so we we all have to be careful but there was this thing about um, the breast and body temperature there ought to be some consistency in that i mean can you shed some light on that Right, like I said, it's purely also hormonal based. Mm -hmm. So the the breast has a baseline body temperature, mm -hmm. and so it feels slightly warmer mm -hmm. than you would have the other parts of the skin, mm -hmm. and it should be uniform in nature. However, mm -hmm. there are temperature changes that would actually indicate that you have an infection. Mm -hmm. If you feel so, you touch your breast all the time. You know what's the normal temperature of your breast. It's usually slightly warmer than all the other parts of the body. Mm -hmm. But if you have breasts that is, should I say, hotter than you would usually find, it is actually a sign of an inflammation. And the inflammation is what we talked about, the infection, the mastitis, yeah. right? So it looks reddened, it looks swollen, and then the, temp the temperature is much higher than you would have. It, it, it simply tells you you have an infection okay. or an inflammation. Yeah. All right. 
So, as before we go on to look at the risk factors, which we've said, said some already, uh, is there anything that a person can or should do uh, to minimize these things before then we go on to look at the uh, dimensions? Yes. So, when we talk about the risk, mm-hmm. the risks that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. there are some you can't do anything about. Okay. And then there are some that you can do something about. So, that is when it comes to the lifestyle changes. Okay. So, the risk factors that you cannot change mm-hmm. is having breast number one mm-hmm. and then being a woman mm-hmm. because of the hormonal changes. But chief or key amongst them is age. Mm-hmm. So, the older you go, the higher your risk of developing breast cancer. So commonly in the past, it was found in women who were in their 50s. That is not to say younger women cannot get breast cancer because mm-hmm. we've had people who have been in their 20s, they've had very aggressive breast tumors mm-hmm. and they've ended up dying. Mm-hmm. But we say commonly, mm-hmm. as you age, your risk for developing breast cancer mm-hmm. increases. Mm-hmm. And then the genetic um, inheritance yes. that I spoke to you yes. about in the family tree. Yes when it comes to people who have inherited the BRCA1 mm-hmm. and then the BRCA2, which we call BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes, which are associated with the ovarian and then the breast cancer. And then most importantly, your reproductive health. Okay. And so when it comes to the reproductive or the, 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 the reproductive history, yeah. how early a female mm-hmm. has her menses, which we call the menarche, mm-hmm. determines also it has a puts you at a higher really? risk yeah, so we call it early menarche early menarche and then late menopause okay. and so why that comes into play is because of the hormone i mentioned earlier mm. estrogen mm. and so when you have an early menstruation okay. estrogen is at play okay. and then you have a late menopause mm. estrogen is at play so what happens is you have a longer exposure to the hormone called estrogen mm. and that puts you at a much higher risk of developing cancer because of the number of years of exposure as opposed to someone who say had their first menses at 18 years and probably had menopause at say 45 years they have a shorter duration or a shorter exposure to the estrogen hormones and so if you had your first menses at 12 and you are having your menopause at um, 55 you stand a higher risk of getting breast cancer because of the exposure to the estrogen what helps is the interruption of the estrogen hormone and mm. that is where pregnancy and birthing comes in okay. because you realize that when you get pregnant yes. another hormone takes over mm. so there's an interruption in that estrogen exposure okay. so we always encourage ladies to start their families early because starting a family early lowers your risk of getting breast cancer so anyone who would yes. start a family after the age of 30 mm. i'm not saying you definitely get yes. breast cancer no but it puts you at a higher risk of developing mm. breast cancer a woman who has never had kids before mm. it means there was no interruption yes. in that estrogen exposure mm. you stand a higher risk of getting breast cancer and the number of children that you have so if let's say you started your menses at mm. 12 mm. and you had your menopause at 55 mm. and in between those years you've had t- let's say 10 children mm. Let's see. <laughs> it means there has been a lot of interruptions. Exactly. So it minimizes it that risk of okay. getting breast cancer. So, so that is when you had to. So I mean, it's the graduation. Exactly. Exactly. So we talk about nulliparity, which is if a woman has never had kids before, it increases your chances of getting breast cancer. Then starting a family late, usually after thirty, it increases your risk, and then 
the number of kids that you have, the, the more kids you have because of the interruption in the estrogen exposure, the lesser your risk of developing breast cancer. Papa Emus, isn't that ironic? Because in the 21st century, as we have it now, we we put uh, put off marriage largely because of education and professional development. So somebody may finish first degree, there's no job, they go on to do their second degree, sometimes even two second degrees, before then they choose to marry, and then when they marry, then they want to start having children. So isn't it the case then that you have quite a number of women, in the, for that matter, settling down in their late 20s or sometimes their 30s. Mm. So isn't that then a factor that then already complicates the matter, giving all the varieties and the issues in the event that one is more predisposed or has higher risk? What do you think? Well, I think, um, like uh, Doc has explained, it's something that requires conversation. Mm. And people should be given the space to reflect deeply on the choices that they are making about life because life can be held in balance mm. unfortunately some individuals are not able to do that and therefore would put one thing in abeyance mm. hold on to this one and let me pursue that when i'm done with this before i can bring that along mm. and this is what will contribute to some of the risk indicators that she's mentioning mm. so there will be the need for all of us to soberly reflect on the choices we're making and then also for ladies um, there's no need to panic because she's mentioned that these are the broad or general indicators yeah. but there are always outliers mm -hmm. there are always exceptions and yeah. persons ought not panic because it is when they get panicky mm -hmm. that's when they make some reproductive choices that mm -hmm. are inimical mm -hmm. even to the child to be born mm. and then the bedding becomes even grimmer for mm. the society so we have to also be cautious and keep that balance yeah so the issue then is what are the elements that one should consider or give attention to in seeking the balance because i've heard some ladies tell me that their doctors have advised that they marry early <laughs> we marry early because of one these factors and secondly even when it comes to an issue of fiber remember once mm. they said that they had asked her that the fiber was going and that pregnancy can reduce its size. So if she was ready to, she had a, a special sweetheart, she could get married early if possible to forestall the, the growth, reduce the growth of the fiber okay. in that case. So what I'm asking is that, you know, society or the world system always places emphasis on something mm -hmm. and pushes us along that. Mm -hmm. Now, survival is key now, uh, being the best you can is key now, Affirmative action is key. So largely, we want to be the best we can. We want to rise to the top of our career. And the, all those things come with dynamics. And, and so a lady is looking now at being self-sufficient, being independent, uh, being up on the league. And so what I'm trying to, for us to look at is, are these, and of course, no lady can marry herself. Like they have now, sologamy and all now. You know, that's a new thing that's happening. <laughs> you know, they're, they're in some countries, there's sologamy. People are marrying yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah, they are yeah, doing yeah. a ceremony to marry themselves. It's rife on social media. Yes. So in the event then that um, one is growing, one is a young adult or an adult, what are the dynamics in the view of all these things that we are looking at and are speaking about that one needs to consider to make a fair choice and a good decision? Because like I'm saying, we're not saying rush in. 
none are not saying stay too long. So what should be the the convergence point? <laughs> well, you see, it reminds me of when I was very actively involved with teenagers' mm. life, and you sometimes mm. they come to you and say somebody had advised them mm. that for them to. Uh, win, win themselves off that and get pregnant. And I'm like, hey, are you sure? Because I, at the time, I knew some preg women who had conceived children and still had cramps. And so I was trying to understand. And I had to calm them down and all that. And it was quite interesting. So I'm not surprised that people will push this kind of thing. Um, it will be important that you don't have a generic response individuals are very different and for that reason every person had to be reviewed properly their risk levels or exposure to risk has to be communicated to them and where there is the support that is provided to them medically or sometimes even psychologically because oftentimes the weight of those thoughts alone can push people into excessive risk that are avoidable and so i would highly recommend that anybody who is confronted with this would have to sit with their medic mm -hmm. so that they would guide them on the choices to be made if you become very impulsive and irrational yeah. with the choices you make you run the risk of exposing yourself even to more uh, terrible conditions than you had even thought of Okay. Now, families also need to be considerate of persons mm -hmm. who have decided to get into early marriage. Mm -hmm. Because these days, I'm hearing a lot of that, and people are being discouraged. And uh, if they are ready to settle, why not? There are young people who are graduating very early, yeah. at a very young sure. age, as professionals and mm -hmm. all that. And they are ready to settle down, and yet they are being told to hold on. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's interesting that there is also a converse where yes. others too are ready, that, yes. but they say, "Well, no, I'm, I'm not." I'm, yeah. So you have those kinds of things, but at the end of the day, it is the individual who must make a considerate choice, mm. which they would ultimately be responsible yes. for. Awesome. Nobody should compel anybody to make any of these kinds of choices. Yeah, right. Yes, let me come to you, MFA. Um, you know, it's often, it's, 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 is it quite natural that when a person is bathing or dressing up and stuff, that they will not give attention to their breast, but bathing it and just, are you saying that this thing ought to be an intentional part of a person's routine yeah. where they periodically examine their breast? It's, it's not just be the mammary gland protruding and, and giving him making them look good if they are not married or if they have become, they have given birth to children and all that. What, what should be the process? How regular and how often must one give attention to the one's breast? Right. And where is the best? Is it when you are bathing or when you are dressing up or when? What, what, what should be the best? Right. Mm -hmm. So as part of lifestyle mm -hmm. and for women, because mm -hmm. our breasts are very important, mm -hmm. we should give attention to our breasts when mm -hmm. it comes to, you know, examinations. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, I would say the best time to examine your breast mm -hmm. is when you're in the bathroom because okay. if you are naked, you can give attention to parts of your body. Okay. And so when you have water and then soap mm -hmm. on your on your, on your your body, mm -hmm. it's easier, it's smoother mm -hmm. to examine your breast. Okay. And so if you pay much attention to your body mm -hmm. whilst you're in the shower, mm -hmm. 
I'm talking about the breast while mm. you're in the shower. Yes. You get to feel your normal because okay. you bath every day. Yes. And so you get to feel your normal. Oh, supposed that's to. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to. That's the way. Some guy who come you come to the bathroom, you know the water can be cold. So you come, the water is damn cold, the water is damn cold. Right. And you know, but we used to call him Old Skinner. Old Skinner. In the school that I went to, we call him Old Skinner. Because you come and say, the water is damn cold, the water is damn cold. And before you realize he's gone, he didn't bath. Well, a guy who didn't like to take his bath, yeah. and somebody told him that, you, you're in school, you don't take your bath. Mm-hmm. So well, when I go, my parents won't ask me, did you take your bath? Right. They'll ask me, did I, I study? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a, a replacement, replacement therapy. Eh? Yeah. yeah, so the bath okay. time makes it, should I say, simpler. Mm-hmm. Or it gives you that awareness yes, because okay. you are naked. Yes, so okay. in your bathroom, mostly you have mm-hmm. your mirror with you. Mm-hmm. And so you place your hand on your waist mm-hmm. to tense the chest muscles. Okay. And mm-hmm. Either on your waist or behind your head. So on your waist, it tends the, 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 the chest muscles. So you use the flat of your, your, your palm to be able to examine your breast in the clockwise manner that we described earlier. So in the bathroom, basically because do, do, it gives do, you that do, self-awareness. Do again, just in case somebody just joined us okay. online. So early on, I mentioned them um, examining the breast. Yes. And then, like I said, you always start with an inspection mm. because, you know, we spoke about the breast, the skin color, the uniformity, and then all that. So yes. you always start by looking. So you look at your breast. Are there any skin discolorations? Do you see any changes, any dimpling or puckering of the breast skin, which we call the peau d'orange that I mentioned yes. earlier, this, the orange peel mm-hmm. appearance, you know, the, 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 the dimpling that we have yes. in it. Yeah. So you, you start first by looking. And are there any nipple changes? Mm. So your nipple is supposed to be protruding. Okay. And so if you notice your nipple is retracting, mm. then a red okay. flag, you know, you know there's an issue. Okay. Or you notice the skin around your breast is scaling. Mm. Or you have some unusual escoriations mm. on the breast skin. Okay. So by looking first, mm. you can get a lot of information even before you go ahead and then touch. Okay. So you look, okay. you feel. Mm. And so the feeling is where your hand comes, mm. comes into play. Mm. And then by the the feeling you take it like the face of the clock so i always say it doesn't matter where you start from but when you go around you must end at the same place so you don't miss any breast tissue and so using the flat of your palm i usually like it if if you stand in front of the mirror and then you place your hand on your waist or right after bathing you lie in your bed you lie in your bed and then you put your hand behind your head and like i said you don't hold your breast with the tip of your fingers because mm. you would definitely feel a lump. Yeah, so you press the flat of your palm mm. against the breast, against mm. the chest wall. Okay. So the chest wall sort of like acts act as a board. Right, okay. So you press it against mm. it, right? So if you if you pick a particular area, say the upper outer part of your breast, mm. so looking at it like a face of a clock, yes. when you start, you go in a circular motion, mm. then you go and then you come back and then end at the same place okay. so gradually circle then you must so it's a massage like motion mm. so circular it's like you're massaging and then you go round, round, round. then you end where you started okay. and once you end there you don't only end there you go to the nipple and areola area because okay. 
lambs can be hidden behind mm. the nipple areola complex. And mm. areola is what I mentioned as the darkened area. Yes, then beyond that, you don't end there because I mentioned we have the tail of the breast going all the way into the armpits, which mm. we call the axilla. Mm. So you examine the armpit because sometimes that may be the only place you feel a lump. You, you know you have a lot of lymph nodes yes. in your armpits. Yes. And that is where the the breast drains into. We call them mm. axillary lymph nodes. And okay. so sometimes that may be your only indication that something is happening in the breast. Oh, lumps. Exactly. Yeah. We call them lymph, lymph nodes. nodes. Swollen lymph nodes in, in the armpits. Or we call it axillary mm. lymph okay. nodes. That may be the only indi indicator that I something see. is going on in your breast. And can that also be caused by anything else? Yes. Yeah, so can lymph nodes be caused by anything so else? So I, I, I told you early on that our body has an immune system mm. and constantly are fighting disease mm. and so they are like soldiers mm. so once it's not even just with cancers but once you have an infection mm. in your breast mm. your 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 lymphatic system response mm. and so sometimes a swollen painful lymph node just tells you that you have an infection in the breast mm. right so the lymph nodes will swell mm. as a response to an inflammation in the breast okay. right so when you have lymph node, they are like beads okay. they have this bead-like like, rubby mm. feeling in your armpit right and then not just there then i mentioned the breast tissue under yeah. the color bone so mm. it's all inclusive okay. the breast itself is the put protruded parts mm -hmm. but you have breast tissue in your armpits mm -hmm. or in your axilla region mm -hmm. and you have breast tissue in i mean beneath the the the, the collarbone mm -hmm. and the aim is to start from a point you go in a circular motion mm -hmm. like how you'd have a face of the clock yeah. and then you go to your nipple areola complex mm -hmm. you make sure you include your armpit or your axilla then you come to the lower mm -hmm. portion of your collarbone so with regards to the armpits and the lymph nodes is it possible that maybe a use of deodorant, you know, these days they are, they are producing all this Anti kind of... Antiperspirant. So is it possible that that can also cause lymph nodes? Yes, roots? so the emphasis is on the antiperspirant deodorant. So mm -hmm. antiperspirant meaning it doesn't let you... You don't sweat. Yes. You don't sweat. Yes. And if you have... You know that the, the skin has... The skin has a structure mm -hmm. and you have ducts that's open to the surface of the skin. Mm -hmm. And so imagine if you are not sweating and mm -hmm. everything is accumulated in the gland, mm -hmm. bacteria can find its way there. Yeah. There's an inflammation. Mm -hmm. The lymph nodes swell up, mm -hmm. right? So the problem is with the antiperspirant deodorant mm -hmm. and not just any deodorizing agent. This dwell uh, on that briefly you know because like i said oh, it's quite interesting uh, we know we've got and we look all at, of you know we look at convenience a lot mm. and and convenience comes with all these nice things that come with it so how how what must we do and we're not uh, impugning anything to any brand or anything what must we do when it comes to the use of deodorants right and then is lime helpful and uh, what what must we look out for when we are when we are buying or using deodorants? Right. Can, so like I said, the problem yeah the problem is with the antiperspirant ones. Mm. So it's not every deodorant that is is, yeah. is antiperspirant. So yes. the problem is with the antiperspirant. Yes. But even then, if for some reason you don't want to sweat under your armpit, mm. and then you must not use it all the time. So during the day, you use your antiperspirant deodorants in the morning. Mm. At bedtime in the evening, I don't think you, you don't need, need to that. spray your armpit. Okay. You just Allow your armpit some to, breathing to breathe, space. <laughs> to breathe. And, but they say that's Allow your armpit some, some breathing space. Forty-eight to forty. So then, well, so that's that's what it means. After using it, you have to take a shower. 
You know, so after the shower, does he mean that it's gone? Or it's, it's gone. Still? Yeah, once you oh. wash it, you wash, wash it, it, it off, it's gone. Once you wash it off, you're gone. So, and so then you make the take time to, to clean it well. Mm. And and remember, mm. we didn't even finish the conversation on the risk. When it comes to the risk, risk factors yes. that you cannot change, yes. exercising yes. helps. Yes. Because once mm. you're exercising, mm. you, you sweat out. Mm. Exactly. You are exercising, mm. you sweat out. Mm. It helps you keep a healthy weight. Okay. You don't get you, you don't gain too much weight. You don't become overweight or obese. And so those are lifestyle changes you can make okay. to help reduce your okay. risk of getting breast cancer. Okay. Dietary comes into play. I'm sure along the line we'll, yes. we'll talk about yes. that. But okay. like I said, using antiperspirant deodorant is for convenience. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you should use it all the time. I mean, okay. give your armpit some breathing space. Okay. If you use it in the morning and you're going to bed, we don't even encourage you to put on brass when you're going to because mm-hmm. you need to allow the breast and then your armpits breathe. Free, free, free the space. Free the brothers. The brothers are anticipating. They have been advocating for uh-huh. this for years. Uh-huh. But some women have become women very are, uh, stubborn like uh, stubborn uh, cats. How can you go to bed with a, with a bra? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Some women but do they, it. They um, are guarding their property. <laughs> 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 it's a military space. Because, yeah, yeah, they are, They've been they in bra the whole that, day. Their significant others are probably and so they they want to discourage them from Brian ice from from bringing no, their hands the, to talk about things. armpits mm. the, the the swellings and tenderness extreme tenderness of armpits doesn't connote anything at all right so um painful swelling mm. Mm. Is usually a good sign. So if mm-hmm. it's if it's if it's painful, mm-hmm. then you know it's probably just the mastitis you are okay. dealing with mm-hmm. or an inflammation. Mm-hmm. The problem is the painless ones. Oh, you know, really? if something is painful, it will give you an indication yeah. to go look to at it. Give you a signal. To, yeah. Yeah, to give you a signal mm-hmm. to go look at mm-hmm. it. But if it's painless, you yeah. probably don't even know. That is yeah. why we emphasize most of the time on the self breast mm-hmm. examination. Okay. Because sometimes you're examining and then you notice mm-hmm. that hey, there's a lump. In my armpits, mm. which ordinarily you wouldn't have known if if, mm. if you didn't examine yourself, mm. right? So pain is actually a good thing. Okay. Once you have the pain, it tells you go look, good. and then most of the time it's associated with the breast inflammation or mm. the infection, mm. which has nothing to do with cancer. The cancer swellings the, or the cancer lumps are usually painless. Painless, okay. The cancer lumps are usually pain. That is why it tends to take people by surprise mm. because they are they are they are mostly they are painless lumps. Mm-hmm. And so until so you go examining, mm-hmm. you, will ne- you you will not know because there's no pain to give you an indication mm-hmm. that something is going on there. So mm-hmm. Hence our emphasis on the self breast examination. Mm-hmm. And so if you do it every month after your menses, mm-hmm. you get used to your normal. And if, if there's any change, you get you you, you pick so, it up. So early. getting used to your normal is very critical. Very critical. Awesome. It's like I know you. I yes. see you all the time. Yes. If you come to work today and your nose has shifted to the mm-hmm. left, I know. Michael, what, what's what's happening? Noticeable change. Exactly. Yeah. And you see, the men play a very key role. Mm. You yes. know, most women, yes. it's a men who tend to pick up the lumps when it oh, comes okay. to yes. exactly. When, when, they, when they go playing. So because you see, the babies can't do this well. No, the primary users can't do The babies can only suck. That's all. They know how. Exactly. They know how the normal feels like because they're always holding it. Yes. 
So if there's a difference, like they can tell like you. Wait, always underlined <laughs> in, in block letters. Always. I hope the women are listening. So they can tell you, no, baby. I think there's there, something. There's, there's something, something exactly. Yeah. There's something feels different mm. about because they are used mm. to holding it. Mm. Something feels so. For some women, their their husbands are the yeah, first two. Sometimes point yeah. out a difference in in their breasts. Mm. Right. I've read a few stories. Uh, like I think that. we have to take a break. So when we come back, we'll look at the we're talking about the lifestyle, right? Uh, dynamics and how one should go about it. Right. If you are just joining us, we are discussing healthy breasts life here on City ninety seven point three FM, which is which is from Farm Life, your regular family enhancement program, which is. Especially brought to you by Lily Rice. Lily, happy people, happy family. And you can bring your comments, contributions, or queries. We have Dr. Joyce MFR at Dokla in the studio this morning, together with Papa and Master Kevin Annan. And so you can keep your comments, contributions, and queries coming in on 0549-986-996. Again, 0549-986-996. Perhaps we open the phone lines at a point, yes. So I'm um, serving notice so you can engage with uh, Dr. MFA. Um, so we are taking a, a break and we'll be right back. Please stick and stay and we'll get back to you. Thank you. The other day, as I was in my kitchen preparing my special jollof made with Lily Rice for my family, I heard the knock at the door. It was my mechanic. Instead of calling me to pick my car, he bought it himself. I said, sure, he said, "Fo." I said, take the car back. I will come and pick it myself. I said, turn off the fire from under the lily jollof. There was another knock at the door. It was my neighbor. I said, neighbor, neighbor. He said, "Fo, my dog has jammed your wall again, oh. I said, don't be silly. You don't have a dog. My wife and kids came home, and we saw that he enjoyed. So. It was my pastor. He said, bless you. I said, bless you too. He said, did he come to church on Saturday? I said, Acho, but uh, why are you coming to tell me this on Wednesday? Having to fend off visitors at mealtimes because of Lele's tasty aromatic rice? Celebrate every mealtime by sharing with friends and family near or far. Lele, tasty food, happy family. This advert is FDA approved. The city is alive on 97.3.
right all right welcome back if you are just joining us this from life live here on city 97.3 fm my name is michael Mensa, and i'm in the studio with dr mfa ado kla and papa Amos kevin Annan. and we are looking at healthy breasts before we went on the break we are looking at lifestyle dynamics how that can be what you can do in the event that you have or do not have uh, risk factors or your degree of predisposition is low or high as the case may be. Yes, Dr. Kamu, hear you on that. Right. So I mentioned um, risk factors that you can change mm-hmm. or you can do something, something about. Yeah. The ones you cannot do anything about yes. mostly have to do with your age mm-hmm. and then the genetics, whether you have the BRCA1 and 2 genes and, and all that. Mm-hmm. But what you can do something about mm-hmm. is by being physically active. Okay. So women who are not physically active stand a higher risk of developing breast cancer. So okay. it tells you exercise is very important mm-hmm. in your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then your weight control. So weight, weight gain and then obesity have been associated with higher risk of developing breast cancer. So that also comes to your diet. And so they're saturated and then trans fats have an association. So once you gain weight, you are obese, weight control is very important. You stand a higher risk of developing breast cancer. So physical activity, watching your weight or controlling your weight will help lower your risk of developing breast cancer. And then taking some form of hormones because some form of hormone replacement therapy particularly yes. those um, that include the estrogen and then the progesterone have mm-hmm. been linked or associated with developing breast cancer. You know, for some women, for some reason, they have to go on hormone replacement therapy okay. for those who have either hit menopause or for some reason have had their uterus and ovaries taking out. Mm. So it's like menopause is initiated early and the job that the ovaries should have played would have been curtailed at a much earlier age. And so with them, they go on the hormone replacement. If you are consistently on hormone replacement therapy for more than five years, and let me emphasize on more than five years, Mm -hmm. it puts you at a higher risk of developing breast cancer. And this is something you can can do something about. Mm -hmm. Please repeat that. Right. So if you are on a hormone, hormone replacement therapy mm-hmm. consistently mm-hmm. for more than five years because of the estrogen yes. and its link mm-hmm. to developing breast cancer, mm-hmm. you stand a higher risk of developing breast cancer. And then when it comes to the reproductive history, like I said, mm-hmm. having the first pregnancy after age, te- um, age 30 yes. and then not breastfeeding fully mm-hmm. and then never having um, a full um, term pregnancy. Can yeah, I want to hear about it, not breastfeeding. Right. What do you mean by that? Okay. So, you know, we always emphasize exclusive breastfeeding. Mm. And then with that, it means we come back to the hormones that I explained earlier. Mm. Estrogen exposure mm. is what is linked to a higher risk of getting breast cancer. Mm. Now, if you are pre- breastfeeding, the hormone that plays the prolactin mm. that I mentioned. Mm. And prolactin will down or or, 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 or or suppress estrogen production. And so you know there's this thing that we say that if you are breastfeeding and breastfeeding well, yes. you, it's not likely you get pregnant yes. because once prolactin is up-regulated, yeah. estrogen is down-regulated, so you don't even ovulate. Mm. So it's a so natural so method of contraception. Really yes, yeah. it's just I've heard, about I've heard the hormones. Say that they got pregnant 
Even though they're best they're so, so they are always surprises. Mm, okay. But like I said, commonly, generally, yes, generally. or generally, right? Because once you are breastfeeding, it's a prolactin. So emphasis is on exclusive breastfeeding. And how long should it be? Ideally? Six months. But exclusive but, breastfeeding but is day and age where you are giving three months of maternity leave. So that is that is another that months. is where the problem is, and that what is another do? conversation. So that is where women who, who have surprises because mm-hmm. exclusive breastfeeding is down if you have breastfeeding and breastfeeding well for six months prolactin is up estrogen is down regulated so it means you will not ovulate ideally mm-hmm. but if you are doing three months and then you stop that is why after three months you can't get pregnant mm-hmm. you understand that is so it, it has to do with the hormones so once yes. prolactin interrupts mm. that estrogen exposure, yes. it reduces it. So, like I said, mm. you see, I had mentioned early mm. on that the more kids that you have, because you get pregnant, mm. you carry the pregnancy to full term, yes. exposure to estrogen is interrupted. Mm. You deliver, yes. you do exclusive yes. breastfeeding, it's further interrupted. It reduces your risk of getting breast see, cancer. Let, let me punch in a bit. Some years ago, we were bombarded with all the baby milk the and we were told that was the way to go you were too lucky if you were breastfeeding then a few years ago then we started a new comeback after some research or whatever i'm sure after they made all the money they want to make and then they start saying now that we should exclusive uh, breastfeed exclusively but our our four our mothers used to do exclusive breastfeeding right. and we we found them to be lo, lo, i mean i'm using loki is a is an yes local right you get me right. so now in the in the 21st century once again um what i'm trying to bring out is the the element of where is it enough or where must we vary dimensions because you have a job the job is not going to give you more than three months and the job also needs you back for you to come and play your role for them to make money nonetheless how can we strike the balance because now people say we well, express before you go to work and all people are able to express some people the best milk is not flowing as much for them to express and blah 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 so is it a case then that uh, so i'll get fear from you and i'll get from amos too is it a case then that uh change of our natural or organic repositionings to our synthetic or uh, disruptions of natural consequences are also kind of adding up to the issues of the complexities we're having with our health being and embraced and all the other factors are coming what did you say exactly because you see um breastfeeding is Mm. natural Mm. it's actually the cheapest way of getting your baby fed Mm. and it has all the nutrients you would think of that the baby needs Mm. for good nourishment Mm. now the issue about um formula milk comes it's an issue of convenience because mm-hmm. like you said mm-hmm. for some people you are given just three months mm-hmm. to stay at home mm-hmm. so it's, it's about the lifestyle and it's about the convenience mm-hmm. so not being able to fully breastfeed for six months it's purely lifestyle you mm-hmm. have a job you have mm-hmm. to get back to work mm-hmm. stress itself mm-hmm. will reduce breast milk production mm-hmm. because you are not in a relaxed state mm-hmm. you are not well rested yes. you are not drinking enough fluids like mm. you are supposed to mm. to help produce more breast milk mm. you are not eating well because you know nutrition is very important yes. and, and on top of all that you are stressed so the milk production will reduce mm. the milk you produce for the baby will be quite scanty mm. so lifestyle plays a very major role yeah, okay. exactly lifestyle plays and as for the formula milk yes. it's about convenience and for the industry players is 
a marketing strategy just mm. a way of getting their products to mm. sell yeah, okay. but the issue boils down to lifestyle and then convenience so let me come to papa Emma most of it i mean they, they, they should, say should, that it's complementary should, shouldn't we push for a change in, in labor policy oh, i think that in, in the in the in the by and large to to make it because when i say change in labor policy it's, it's a give and take any entrepreneur any business can truly not do without mm. the presence of uh, a valued, a valued value. member right. for six months. And that's why we applaud him. Some months ago, we, some, about a year or so ago, we applauded some of the organizations like yeah, Data Bank hurts. and yeah. uh, people gave us names. Uh, a there number of few companies that, that, that had created a nest, like nest for, for, for the nesting mothers to bring their babies. babies I think that, that's, that's like a hybrid. I think that's like a convergence at a point. Or else then, Policy must be put in place where private businesses or even public businesses, where you have to give the person the six months, either you are giving a discount in tax mm. or or something. Or I mean, there the must be checks and balances because you see, I as a planner, I always say that development is only meaningful to those to whom it is. It's, it's exactly, concerned. and it's not just swallowing everything hook, line, and sinker. But I know that if it is inimical to the well-being of your people, then you need to take a, a, a line of action, and I think that. It's something that we need to give it attention because it's like we are going uh, to the point that then now it gets to the rock bottom point. Then now we want to do a Nick Jack, Nick Jack reaction and want to solve it. So I think that is something that perhaps we need to give it attention right. uh, with work and what have you. Or I think it's, it's very complex um, because there are product lines that are being pushed. Marketing strategy is very compelling. And uh, you look at your situation, like she's talking about. You're stressed, you're going through all these hustles just to keep body and soul together. And you're offered something that you're told complements what you're already doing. It's, it's very attractive. And who won't fall for it? Yes, so that's yes. one. Mm. That's one part. Mm. And there is environment and how conducive it is for lactating mothers. Mm to seamlessly do work and be able to give attention to their young ones that are heavily dependent on them. Yes. Now, these are policy issues. Mm. Now, I'm hoping that we should start some conversations around that. I mean, like you go to Sweden, for instance, mm. one year. They even have a half paternal. And Czech Republic as yeah, well. Yeah, Czech Republic as well. The woman well. takes time off. You stay you know? at home. Mm -hmm. And you get paid. The yeah. state pays you. So, so that's, what we that's, do, that's, that's what we need to do because is look at the numbers, mm -hmm. look at the economy, right. because are we able to sustain such an endeavor? It may sound very nice, but how many companies have what it takes to let you go stay home. Especially if we are in for the profits. You and see, no so business yeah. wants any unproductive stuff. Exactly, mm. because production over production capacity is what productivity Perfect, yeah, or effectiveness. Yeah. So it's important that especially more and more women are in places of decision making. I, and I, I'm I, looking yes. at they mm. being in the front line of such advocacy to be able to win the trust of organizations to start from the basic there are little little things that can be done that won't be overbearing expenditure on entities and do we have those if we don't have that we can leapfrog and give one year 
<laughs> but then it's silly. It will be too idealistic. I mean, nobody is asking. Nobody is no, asking I'm just making yeah. a general statement, mm-hmm. not for, for, mm-hmm. for us, but mm-hmm. to the larger public. Yeah. Um, we also need men to play greater and more supportive roles mm-hmm. when spout their wives have taken seed and have delivered. Increasingly, the numbers are rising mm. with active participation oh, yeah. and involvement of yeah. fathers, fathers and husbands. That's the winning sentence. Now, yeah. yeah, now, yeah. because those days I used to be part of a antenatal support mm. system in a particular hospital, mm. and you find only one man amongst mm. like 30 women. Mm. And when the man even comes, the he way feels, they look at feels, him, yeah, he's like, <laughs> so he's like, I was, he's like <laughs> what I not said, what, but what, what I are you here for? <laughs> <laughs> and when I, whenever I took my my girl, mm. you know, and you get there, and you look odd because the oddity is striking. Mm. It hits you very hard. So I was was standing further with the women and tell them, make it more comfortable for us to come. You know, sometimes the way they look at you makes it uncomfortable. And then the next time you won't go. Because yeah. in, in, in Chi, they say, Omu Jojo me. Mm. You know, they're, they're poking fun at me. You know, we the, need to do that. The, the, the reality, which is, I think sometimes society has a way of pushing things in the wrong direction. Mm. Isn't it the case, like we always say, and we said here severally, that men and women are equal, but men and women are different. Yeah, different. And that is the fundamental dynamics that went overlooked, creates all these uh, dimensions, which then dovetails into all the other That's complications. That's a social-cultural conversation. Because, so because, you see, because, you see, once you overlook that reality, then you say, oh, women are just like men. Then this is what happens. So then mm. a woman will not be given extra time beyond the three months. Right. And then she has to come back. Come back to and work. I was speaking to a, a number of women who feel extremely stressed. Stressed. Yeah. Because right. they have to juggle and they have to find, look, for, look for family members who can uh, come and babysit their children because they don't want to take their children. And it's to also crash. partly because we've broken down our interlocking family, family system. System. Yes. system. Yes. Right. And we ourselves are destroying it by our own choices and decisions yes. because we are copying hook line, <laughs> sinker, yes. what is elsewhere. Yes. And they are, they, it's biting them. It's so biting them. Uh, my, one of my friends he says, You can't eat American disease and yeah. avoid, I mean, American food, food and, and avoid, avoid American, American disease. disease. And right. so we, we need to also step back. Mm. For instance, I would think that churches, for instance, mm. can be a great place to start. Mm. How many churches have changing rooms for mm. mothers? Mm. We, yeah. don't, we don't think about that. Yeah. But I've seen a few churches that have structures where mothers who are breastfeeding That's have it. some privacy. Yeah. Which is very important. Very important. Still listening to yeah. So, so yeah. we need our architect. You see, it's 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 gonna be all encompassing. Exactly. So we need our architects yeah. now to design buildings. Mm and chapels mm. and facilities mm. where predominantly is accessed by women, mm. like our marketplaces. Yes. Is there a place where, if it's a pool that is created, a small corner kiosk, mm. and it is just dedicated for mothers who want to breastfeed. Yeah. If a token is charged mm. over overall mm. as part of facility usage, mm. then the mothers can go there. It, it gives them a sense of decency, yes. a sense of comfort, and a sense that we have taken note that they are also around. Yes. You see, for me, we've got to do the little chunky, chunky stuff mm. before we go to the huge things that will require 
major policy yeah, change, change and, and yeah, societal and advocacy. Yeah. And these little things, many companies are doing them. Yeah. There are places yeah. where if you're a mother who has a baby, a child, mm. they have a play area. Yeah. Some banks have it. Some companies have it. Mm. We should start small yeah. and make sure we grow. Yeah. And it should be intentional. Yes, that's very true. And we, the, the men, can also add our voices. We men can, in places should. of authority and power and influence can also take this up. Yeah. And it's a little, we, the least we can do for our mothers. I agree with you. I agree with you perfectly. I remember many years ago, I mean, when I became a father for the first time, one of the things I did because I used to stand behind the mixer in church. Okay. Know? So I got a carry case and I'll be carrying my son in the carry case <laughs> yeah, and standing behind the mixer. Yeah. And somehow it's changed the culture in my church. The more of the men doing so, mm. you get me, carrying their children. At first, the men just going to sit in front of the women be behind, you know. So it's a, it's, a, it's a mindset change. We need to, you know, culture is dynamic particularly positive culture. Mm. And so we need to be, like use the word, intentional about some mm. of these things and begin to work it out. The other thing is the balance. Survival is so difficult. That even sometimes two, 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 uh, two income families are even finding it tough to difficult maintain. To so to ask one to go off will be tough. So mm. that's like where you're saying we suffer little things. Churches are having, have already been built up. Can you decide to dedicate a part or a yeah. screen it off Put sound there so people yeah, can hear, and then and screens, and, and then baby so that yeah, baby friendly environment. We we need to put those a who can't do that. it now can reserve maybe the end of the sitting yeah. for the women, and then screen it a bit and so that if they are best feeding, then they can it. yes, yeah, so they have a partition like where when the nurses are taking your vitals, yeah, they'll yeah. take you there. There's a screen. Yeah. So every service, you can put it there. Yeah. So and they make sure that the mothers are uh, protected. It's so important, yeah. you know. Because okay. those, we grew up seeing mothers breastfeeding in trotters yeah. and buses. Yeah. And you you saw the discomfort. Yeah. They always had this cloth right over, over the baby. Yeah. And it's yeah. suffocating. Yeah. You need erasing to also yeah. survive. Right. Doc awesome. wanted to say something. Yes, yeah, for the yes, lifestyle, I wanted yes. to add the alcohol and the smoothie. Hey, okay. as for that because one, don't leave it out. Only. And they now the girls it. are coughing. <laughs> Yay! Right, so um, ex excessive indulgement or excessive mm. intake of alcohol mm. actually increases your risk of developing breast cancer. And that wow. has to do with lifestyle. So okay. for lifestyle changes, it's mm. an area you would want to consider. Mm. And as well, smoking. Because smoking mm. has been found to have chemicals that, you know, lead to abnormal proliferation of cells which can lead to cancer and okay. so smoking as well so we've talked about your diet yes. your exercise yes. your weight yes. control yes. and then the hormones i talked about the hormone replacement therapy yes. and then yes. use of birth control pills really yes, yes. really associated with breast cancer yes yeah. so for people who wouldn't go Don't to your doctors for yes. advice yes. and you just keep you popping just, pills yes. all the time you should know you are increasing your, your, ah, your risk of getting breast cancer. You, you, yeah. you know, you know. I I thought I saw. I think one doctor Combined was admonishing. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Right. A doctor was mentioning about that, and it looks like people are taking it mm. every time they have gone to have intimacy. Mm. The the emergency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not meant that but way. For this, That's yeah. not its original usage. Yes. Your, your wow. emergencies or mistakes cannot be frequent. It can be every day. There is no more mistake. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for, for, for our listeners out there, you should know. Okay. It's, it's also one of the things that I has see. been associated. This, this is insightful. I didn't yeah. know so. 
So combined oral contraceptive okay. pills have okay. been associated with that a higher sad. risk of developing breast cancer in later life. As for alcohol and smoking, they are implicated in almost mm-hmm. <laughs> every disease every you can disease think about. Diabetes. And yet, and yet the marketing is powerful. Yeah. <laughs> right. Alluring and because dating see, people. The attachment and then the addiction uh-huh. has such a strong effect on us. So uh-huh. all it takes is... Uh, to get you to like it yeah. and to want it and now that's why it's not just liking it too they create the impression if you don't have it there's something there's wrong, something with, wrong you. with you <laughs> that's the most <laughs> so, so deadly so advert you can ever smoking for instance yeah. once you get hooked onto it yeah. the nicotine yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult to, yeah. it's difficult to stop some try with the gums mm. and the patch mm. it's still it is, no it's, it's not like it, it. yeah, yeah. The law of diminishing returns yeah 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 let me so take a few messages and we'll come on and go on this say god's faces I once sucked the lady's breast and realized there was a mercury liquid coming out while she hasn't given birth before. What could have been the issue? Doc, so please take note and we are right. Hey, God's way. God's way. God's way, the assembly. I tell you, I'm serious. You don't know from Kaswa says, Good morning, City Farm Life. A sister of mine. Has an axillary breast in her armpit. That is a bit bigger than normal. Than normal seen around. It is not painful. However, it looks a bit some way. Due to this, she can't wear sleeveless dresses. Is there more to it? Okay, so I mean, so can you take note? Then some from Afinias is good morning from life. Does diet and nutrition play a role in the prevention of uh, breast cancer? I think you answered, addressed yeah. that. It's been yes, answered. Yes. And Ben from Kanesha says, please ask doctor for me. My wifey is complaining some liquid comes out of her breast. She never breastfeeded before. Please, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a, is it a problem? So, okay, then Fidelis says, good morning, Farm Life team. I'm very excited hearing you once again this morning. Young girls these days start developing breasts from age 9, 10, and 11. I think Doc mentioned that as well. Some older women compare and say it's not used to be so, it don't used to be so in their time. Because I want to ask Doc why some young girls start showing breasts at early stage. I think she addressed it, but maybe she will touch on it again. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. okay. So yes, Doc, you can give this, <laughs> this questions attention briefly, then we can go on. Yes, yeah, so please you can keep your contributions coming on 0549986996. Any question, any queries, any contribution okay. via text, uh, via WhatsApp or Telegram 0549986996. And we'll open the phone lines briefly for a little while. Then we do keep your messages short and succinct. So let Doc answer right. this. So, so, so to the first question it. about the guy who was talking about sucking um, mm. his partner's breast, mm. whereas the lady has never breastfed or had a kid before. Mm. So this is where the suckling reflex comes into play. Mm. You know when you deliver a baby, mm. sometimes almost immediately you don't have mm-hmm. put, um, breast milk exactly. being, right. being produced. Mm. right? It is when you put the baby to breast, so you see the nurses or the midwives encouraging the mothers to put the babies to breast. Mm. So that is where the suckling reflex comes in. Mm. The more you suck the more you allow for milk let down. Oh, so okay. even 
in the absence of a baby, yeah, now yeah. you the money become the big baby. <laughs> I see baby, baby, it's about the suckling reflex. Oh, the so baby could, can could, be could it have been that, that you suck and you did suck? Yes, so in the absence of the baby, once you are playing that role of stimulating the suckling reflex, hormones are released. And we talked about oxytocin. So, like I said, the prolactin is responsible for the milk production. Okay. And then the oxytocin mm. is for the milk lets down. Mm. And then okay. oxytocin, I told you, is a bonding hormone. Yeah. So, once you are doing, you are you are stimulating the suckling reflex, you have oxytocin. You you allow for so, milk so, lets so down. So, if you mean what you had suck. Exactly. So... To but answer I, his question, I was telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something about yeah, they're telling you. Like it's, you, it's, you something, it's something <laughs> I intentionally talk so about. So to, to answer his question, yeah, it's just yeah. about the suckling reflex that will stimulate hormones. Okay. And then the second question about mm. the gentleman who spoke about his sister having mm. breasts in the armpits. You know, when I was talking, yeah, I said flaring. the protrusion that you see yeah, is not all there is to the breast. Yeah. You have breast tissue in your armpit. And for mm-hmm. some people, yeah, there's it, can pers- yeah, it, it can come out and mm-hmm. there's persistent because actually when a baby is being formed in the womb, mm-hmm. there's what we call the breast line. Okay. It starts from the armpits over the chest. Men also have it. Then it comes mm-hmm. all the way to the groin. Mm-hmm. But it is closed and then we have the remnants of the two breasts that you have. So some mm-hmm. people will even tell you along the breast lines that you were born with three breasts. Mm-hmm. It's because of certain malformations okay. that happened mm-hmm. when the baby was being formed, right? Okay. So if your sister has an axillary breast, it's because you have breast tissue present okay. in the axilla. Okay. So weight gain can okay. cause okay. that proliferation of the tissue so and it can, can cause it to look bigger. So for aesthetic yes. purposes, yes. you can visit the hospital, okay. get your doctor to examine. Okay. And if you think it's something that you don't want to deal with, I mean for cosmesis you want to be able to wear your sleeveless yeah. dress surgeries can be performed okay. to take that out okay. right mm, okay. and then the next question about the nipple discharge mm. so one of the indicators or the one of the signs for for knowing you have breast cancer is abnormal mm. nipple discharge mm. of course there's the milky nipple discharge mm. which may be normal yeah. if you are breastfeeding or even without breastfeeding because of the suckling reflex mm. and there's the abnormal nipple discharge yeah, so yeah. bloody nipple discharge or any nipple discharge that has an abnormal discoloration so it can be greenish it can be brownish it can be bloody once there's any abnormal nipple discharge it's something you have to pay attention to and when you t- when we mentioned the the, the, the signs of breast cancer is actually key amongst them. Okay. Nipple discharge, which is bloody or has any other abnormal color. Okay. Right. So that gentleman should encourage the wife to do a breast examination and then seek a doctor. You can come to Luca Health, we'll take care of you. And then the next one, the last question I think um was it about hormones? Someone um no the, the development the early development so I I, I spoke about it's purely lifestyle things have changed now Mm. so it's our diet things are not as they used to be Mm. in the past and so people are born into you know families that are well off are mm. being nourished well as mm. opposed to in the olden days if you found yourself in rural ghana mm. you'd be walking to the farm mm. you don't eat like you want now you have everything at at, at yeah. your disposal mm. and so you tend to have people developing faster than their mm. age so nine years ten years you already look like 16 18 year old and once you have that the hormones come into play mm. so you, you remember i mentioned one of the risk factors in the reproductive history mm-hmm. is the early menarche. Menarche yeah. is the age at which you have your first yeah. menstruation. Okay. So early menarche 
predisposes mm-hmm. your pussy at a, a higher risk mm-hmm. of developing breast cancer. So if you are having your menarche at nine, ten years, so you have mm-hmm. breast developed, you already menstruate, it puts you at a higher risk of developing yeah. because of the long estrogen exposure. Yeah, okay. Right. All right, doc, I want to ask this question. This is not about uh, breast and women, but this same thing of the dietary influence and everything. Is, is there any link with diet and early um, balding? Because these days you see like <laughs> young, you see young men who are balding so fast, or is it that they are taking, or is it that they are taking testosterone, uh, testosterone tablets, or what? Because I, um, I, it's, it's, I'm wondering what is there any. I mean, from what you know or have read. Well, from from what I I know, mm-hmm. I I can't really. So I deal with a lot of evidence base and then research. Okay. Okay. So I can't Same pinpoint exactly what what is in the diets that can lead to men yeah. going but, but i know early, early it, 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 i know it has to do with hormones and yes. as, as as well as hereditary okay. so you know in certain families yes. most of the males tend yeah. to build out and then you know now people are doing all sorts of things to build yes. their yes. muscles side effects of those things uh-huh. can lead to that but to say diet a or diet or to to um, to, to categorically state that it is this diet or that diet that leads to balding i have yes. not seen okay. any if i i work with evidence-based no so you see young guys who are going about who don't whose fathers are not about who don't have the history. i know that basically the genes are influenced by six people mm. your parents and your grandparents i mean right. the normal mm. conditions it flows through but largely you're seeing more and more young people who don't have a history of balding in their families now becoming quite bald and I think part of it could be due to this excessive uh, We should tame testosterone. I've yeah. always been saying yeah. it. I mean, yeah. strangely, some women too are actually taking testosterone. Taking it. Uh, anyway. I mean, and Messian. then it comes with this I think I want to open a phone line so we go ahead now to look at of the uh, how to puberty the blockers. Treatment, right. a treatment and then uh, support. support. So I want us right. to give, look at that uh, for the treatment if somebody has it. Mm. Been, so first you should begin from the benign there. The kinds of lamps, the benign and then the malignant, 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 and then the treatment, the treatment, and then we go on to support and care and, and what has to be done. But I'll open the phone lines in the interim so that we can mm. do a, a mixture. Okay. So you can go, our phone lines are going to be activated. You can join us and we'll announce two phone numbers. Please keep your messages quick and brief so we can have as many as we can within a short time. So you can reach us on 0302 Zero seven five again zero three zero two two three zero zero seven five and zero three zero two 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 four nine five nine again zero three zero two 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 four nine five nine and your messages too can come to us via telegram or whatsapp on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six all right so we are ready to roll doc please carry on yes okay so um, as we mentioned, it's not every breast lump that is conscious. There's mm. the benign, which are the non-conscious, and then there's the malignant. Mm. And um, early detection, we like we always say, is key. Okay. So when it comes to the treatments for the cancers, mm. the breast cancers, mm. it usually depends on the stage. Okay. So staging is very important. By staging, we have what we call the triple assessment, okay. which is a clinical examination. So when you notice a lump, you go to the hospital, the doctor examines you mm-hmm. and then confirms that there's a breast. And we have other, th- other, other you know, features we look out for. 
So the clinical examination as, as, as your first step in the triple assessment. And then you have the imaging. Okay. So that is where your doctor will tell you to go and get a mammogram, okay. which is imaging of the breast. So we, we tend to do it for women who are above 40. 40. Because below 40, you know, I talked about the breast tissue, the gland. Yes. So below 40, you tend to have more of the fibroglandular tissue. And so when you take the x-ray of the yeah, breast, which is yeah, the mammogram, yeah. it looks white. Oh, okay. If there's a, a lump or there's a tumor, it gets hidden. You don't mm, see. Okay. So so there's no point doing a mammogram yeah. for someone who's because they have predominantly fibroglandular tissue as opposed to the fatty tissue. Mm, you know, oh, as okay. you grow, the breast yeah. becomes, a, 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 the fibroglandular tissue is replaced by the fatty tissue. So okay. above 40, you have more of the fatty tissue than mm, the fibroglandular. Mm, okay. And yeah. below 40, you have more of the fibroglandular tissue as opposed to the fatty tissue. Yeah. So above 40, because it's predominantly fat, yeah. when you do it, it gives that contrast. Oh, okay. So it's dark. So mm. if there's a tumor hidden mm. somewhere, which will look white on the x-ray, mm. you see it. So okay. below 40, we don't tend to do mm. the mammogram. Mm. We encourage you to do the ultrasound mm. scan, oh, which okay. is also um, is, is minimal because the, the ultrasound doesn't use radiation. It just mm. uses sound waves. So the ultrasound is better. And you end up not exposing yourself to put you at a higher risk of developing cancer because, mind you, radiation on its own puts you at risk of developing cancer. So okay. until it's very necessary, we don't just go exposing you to radiation. radiation. So for imaging above 40 mammogram because of predominantly fatty tissue, and then which will give a contrast to help you pick up any tumors if there are any. And then below 40, we don't, we don't do the mammogram. Okay. If there's a need to do an imaging for that, we do the ultrasound scan. Then we come to the histology or the pathology where we take a biopsy if we okay. notice that there's any lump in your breast mm. that looks suspicious so your surgeon or your doctor will take a, a biopsy and then we'll take it to the lab for histopathology analysis so that is the what we call the triple assessment when it comes to breast cancer and it helps us stage so depending on the stage we know whether it is just surgery you need mm. to take out the lump and that is it or you go further to need chemotherapy mm -hmm. or you go further to, to need a radiotherapy, which is mm -hmm. chemo radiation. So some people will tell you, oh, I saw a lamp in my breast. Mm -hmm. I was told it wasn't conscious or it was benign. Mm -hmm. So once I did a surgery by taking it out, mm -hmm. it ended there. Okay. Another person will tell you, oh, I was told the lamp was conscious. Mm -hmm. And so once they did a surgery, it didn't just end there, but I went ahead to do chemotherapy. And some people may not just need the surgery and chemotherapy, but will actually need chemo radiation. Mm. So it means apart from the chemotherapy, they need the radiation therapy as well. And for some people, like I said, yes. depending on how early you mm. detect it mm. or depending on how early you find it, they may, the breast needs to go away to save you because that is actually what distinguishes the benign from the malignant, mm. the component of spread. Mm which in medicine we call metastasis okay. to the components of spread cancer spreads okay. and so if you stage and it's gotten to a place where it wasn't detected early and we want to prevent it from spreading and we have to take out the whole that's what we call the mastectomy mm. that is when so for listeners out there it's not everyone who has once people hear lump in breast the person has cancer hey mm. your breast is going to be cut off so mm. don't even yeah. come to the hospital mm. at all it's not true you detect it early 
if it's just the lump in some tissue that needs to be taken out, that is what is done. So it's not for every cancer that the breast is cut off. Mm -hmm. So why stay at home when you can come to the hospital yeah, early right. enough? Right? Because once it starts spreading, yeah. it goes to your chest, it goes to your lymph node. Once it gets to the lymph node, it's like it just becomes a systemic. You're getting fans from exactly. Saint Rose's power. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me take a few of Grace, the Grace, like, Grace is giving so, you a shout out. Yeah, so hello from life. Is that Dr. I'm a fan in the building? Yeah, that's Dr. She Anna. is. Well done, girlfriend. This is Grace and Rosie Smith. I could tell for. All right. All right, nice one, Grace. Hey, whenever they were coming for sports, the uh, way they looked, then. Hey, style home. Belinda Rose says, good morning, family. Please, my daughter is 14 years, but her breast size is small as compared to her sister when she was that age. What can be the problem? So, Doc, please take note of that. Mm. And hello, FL for Farm Life. I'm a mother of six boys. The last one is two and a half now. And he has stopped breastfeeding about a year ago. But when I press my nipples, I still see breast milk comes out. Should I be worried? That's Maybe we pass yes. it on to Papa. <laughs> <laughs> for him to do the do, eh? Hey, Papa, Papa. Okay, Abu. So the mother who is worried about having two daughters and mm. then the elder daughter having smaller breasts no, than the younger the, the younger yeah. yes. brother. Yeah. No, so she's saying the younger has bigger breasts. The younger and then has, she's worried no. that the older one no, the no, older that, one's age at the time of this one yeah, yeah, was bigger. Was it bigger, was bigger than yes, the we are individuals. We are different. We are, we are different. Mm. You can have two children, mm. same mother, same father, but one at a certain age will be mm. bigger and then taller. So yeah. parents should desist from making comparisons Comparison. mm. when it comes to particularly their adolescent children. Mm. So uh, why is it that at your age, your, your breasts, breasts are not are fully just, developed? Mm. I mean, psych it has psychological yeah, effects on the kids. Yes, Every yeah. individual is different. And if you trace it to your genetic lineage, maybe you may, you may see that maybe from the father's side, yeah. the females there don't, don't tend have, to develop exactly, big breasts, exactly. right? So it is purely individual, um, like it's individualistic. Mm -hmm. And one daughter may have bigger breasts than the other. So mm -hmm. th that shouldn't be a worry for the mother okay. at all, okay. right? And then the second question about the breast milk still like persistence of the milk flow mm. even after stopping breastfeeding yeah, it happens okay. it happens sometimes it may take months okay. to even sometimes a year or two okay. for it to completely cease yeah. because once you stop breastfeeding it doesn't mean the breast milk will completely cease okay. just that there'll be down regulation of the hormone responsible for the breast milk production which is the prolactin okay. so automatically the breast milk the quantity mm -hmm. or the amount that is produced is reduced yes, and like i said the suckling reflex stimulates mm -hmm. so the more you suck the more it comes yeah. once the baby has stopped sucking the the amount will be reduced but mm -hmm. it may take time for it to fully dry out okay. so it's it's normal to still have some breast milk being expressed when you press your breast after breastfeeding six months after breastfeeding a year after breastfeeding the problem will come when it's accumulated in the ducts and then you find bacteria in there and mm. that is where the mastitis comes in okay. or the infection okay. so the breast becomes inflamed so tender swollen painful because as a bacteria i always say they like where they can have a field day so once you have the milk accumulation in the bacteria, you are not keeping a good hygiene. You know, you sweat around your breast. You don't take your time to wash the area and then all that. Right 
just when the bacteria gets in there, you get an infection. So there's the inflammation, the tenderness, which is the pain, and then the swelling, and then the changes in breast skin color, right? So she shouldn't be worried at all. I mean, if you breastfed and after six months, you're still having breast milk, it's, it's, it's just that the quantity should have reduced. But um, small amounts of milk here and there shouldn't really be a problem. But the problem would be when you're probably trying to conceive again and you are still producing breast milk. Because that would then mean that the hormone prolactin is at play. And when it happens that way, estrogen is downregulated. So with that, you need to seek medical, medical care. Okay. Exactly. Because once prolactin is up, estrogen is down, you don't ovulate, you don't mm. get pregnant. And so if, if it's in terms of trying to conceive again mm -hmm. and it's not happening then with that, that, you need, check that. yeah there are there are drugs that we give i don't know if you've oh. heard of bromocryptin and then all that there are drugs that we give oh, that okay. helps in that direction so wow. you seek medical care right is the hopping well colors yeah right. so let's go on to the still the the, the treatment right. and then we can wrap so it. like i said the treatment depends on the staging and um there's somebody on the call okay oh i have, I have a caller okay so. oh, okay okay sorry, I, 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 sorry. it's gone, I, yeah, it's gone. so you can get us we have a few minutes to go you can get us on call on zero three zero two um two three zero zero seven five again zero three zero two two three zero zero seven five or on zero three zero two 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 four nine five nine again zero three zero two 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 four nine five nine all right yes and when you call please keep your message brief and then we can have some more before we wrap up yes doc, so can you go all right so as i said the treatment is dependent on the stage so staging plays a key role mm. and depending on the stage after you've done your triple assessment which is the clinical examination mm. the imaging which i've spoken about extensively mm. and then the biopsy which confirms that yes indeed there's a cancer in the spread mm. that is when you have the surgery coming or either the surgery and the chemotherapy or the surgery chemotherapy and then radiation therapy mm -hmm. depending on the stage of cancer that you have but it also doesn't just end there there's always the supportive treatment yes. so breast cancer treatment is actually multidisciplinary so it's not just about the surgeon and the oncologist who come in to give you the medical treatment, but you need your psychologist. Okay. You need your pastor to provide, you know, spiritual care. Mm -hmm. You need family support, mm -hmm. most importantly, mm -hmm. because it helps in the whole healing phase. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine you going to hospital all the time. You are taking in chemo drugs. Your hair is falling off. Mm -hmm. You are not able to eat. You need people to help you without family support. So shout out to all the family members who support and then help their family members go through the whole breast cancer treatment. Mm. So it's multidisciplinary. Mm. So apart from the surgeon who come in to do their surgeries and the oncologist, there's your spiritual care with your mm. pastor. Mm. So it's all encompassing. And we've even found out today that the family plays a very key role, emotional, psychological support. Yeah, okay. Right? If my memory serves me right, I think I read somewhere a few years ago one of these American actors, Angela Jolie also, because of the rich factors, she had to take off her breast and all. How would they feel for a lady when she decides that? And do those things really help in the event that one is predisposed to it? 
Uh, what do you what do you think yes. right so like i said without breast tissue you wouldn't develop breast cancer so when mm-hmm. i was mentioning the risk factors mm-hmm. i said aside being a woman you should have a breast to be able to develop breast cancer mm-hmm. and so for the genetic mutations that i spoke about as being in certain families so it's mm-hmm. inherited okay. so if you you know in most parts of the western world they are very advanced we do all that here as well so they tend to be more invested in their health Mm. you know when people come to the hospital and we are asking them about family history of why oh you ask them did your mother have breast cancer i don't know your family history is very important so you should be interested in what disease is affecting one family member or the Mm. other Mm. because when it comes to the risk factors the family history of whether a mother Mm. a daughter or a sister has developed breast cancer puts you at a higher risk or if you have multiple family members developing breast cancer or even a male family member who has developed breast cancer before mm-hmm. he puts you at a higher risk okay. so for her she probably may have identified that in her i mean family there's mm-hmm. that inheritance of that genetic mutation which i had mentioned early on that is associated with what we call the brca1 and then the brca2 braca1 and braca2 genes which are associated with ovarian and then breast cancer mm-hmm. so she probably would have done the genetic testing or because of her family history would have noticed that people were developing breast cancer so uh, that comes to purely a psychological thing so mm. in order to avoid maybe yeah. my mom by 30 had already mm. gotten breast cancer so mm. let me just take off the breast and mm. once i know i don't have breast that is it but the emotional or psychological effect yes. is purely individualistic mm. because for some people for every woman you know our, our breast yes. for aesthetic purposes yes. the glory gives you that confidence mm. someone may tell you to to hell with the breast okay. i want to live so yeah. let me just take off the breast and so life I'll be, against breast yes all right we have a call on the line good morning abna your name and where you're calling from please i'm calling from and i want to contribute on the program i am a, a breast cancer patient I'm going to um, breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And in my case, for instance, um, I normally examine my breast a lot. But um, a year before it happened, that was last year, um, I didn't pay much attention to it. So I started feeling a pain on my chest. But later I realized that it's a lump. And I went to the hospital straight ahead. I went to the hospital to the doctor. But it was so painful, the lump in my breast is so, so painful. Um, so my, my, my doctor said, ah, normally it's rare for a breast cancer to be painful as such. So all the things, I should go do ultrasound. I did ultrasound and it came out negative. But so the pain was so bad. So we have to do biopsy. And through that, I got to know that I'm, I have a breast cancer. So thank God I've gone through the process. I finished with the surgery, I went through the chemotherapy, I did the radiotherapy, and I'm going through injections for a year. So I want to encourage all women that any time they see anything, uh, like a lamp or whatever, they should just go speak to the hospital. Right. Thank you very much, Abna. Thank you for sharing your life story with us, and we are grateful. I'm sure people have heard you as well. Thank you very much. Right. Yeah, somebody's asking, this selling in a crisis, Good morning, farm life, please. I want to ask the doctor whether doing BTL to stop more childbirth is a risk factor. That's a tubal ligation. Yeah, something. so the BTL is yes. the bilateral tubal ligation. Mm. It's 
it's just like a stopgap mechanism. It's like you have a tube mm-hmm. and you decide to cut the tube in the middle and just tie. Okay. It doesn't have any hormonal effect. It's mm-hmm. just something that is purely mechanical. Okay. So you know the egg and the sperm fertilizing the fallopian tube. Okay. So the sperm meets the egg in the fallopian tube. And mm-hmm. what the bilateral tubal ligation seeks to do is to interrupt that meeting. Okay. So once I cut and then I tie here and I tie the 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 ovary, the air coming from the ovary will not proceed any further. Okay. And then the sperm that is also going up will not go and then meet the egg. So mm-hmm. that is it's purely a mechanical thing and doesn't have any effect on the hormones. Okay. Right. All right. Thank you. So I think we'll be touching down gradually. Are there any things you want women and generally everybody else to watch about and do to have healthy breasts? Right. Yes. So um, October has been set aside as the month for breast cancer awareness, but it just doesn't end there. That is why we are encouraging women. It's just that it's just the month that has been set aside to make a lot of noise about breast cancer. But beyond that, women should make it a habit of self-examining themselves all the time. And I'd mentioned that you give yourself time a few days after your menses. But one may ask, what if I'm not menstruating? So you choose a time in the month and then you stick to that time and then you do that every month. So I'm encouraging people to do the self-breast examination at least once a month. So if there's any change, you'd be able to pick it up early. And then when it comes to lifestyle changes, keeping a healthy weight, um, not being obese, exercising, eating health, healthy diet, mm-hmm. and then avoiding alcohol and then smoking at all costs will help because we've, we've, we've learned today that lifestyle changes also play a key role. So most importantly, self-breast examination for every woman. You, you, you see in the other lady's case, she said she used to examine and then she yes, stopped. Yes. And the year she didn't examine, she yes. later noticed she had breast. So consistency is key. Okay, how about the guys and the gentlemen, the male? Is, uh, is uh, do we have to examine ourselves also? Especially oh. in the face of what we are witnessing yeah, now, yeah. Uh, I heard the story of an adolescent who has had some mm. serious condition. Right. So what makes it easy for the male is mm. because of how flat it your is. chest is. If there's any L- lump, largely. you'll be able to... <laughs> it can be easily noticed. So how about if it's tissue, it feels thick or stuff? So or, you can or examine... It has to be a lump. It has to it, be a lump. So even for a man, it has to be a lump. Yeah, it has to be a lump. Or not like a bulky oh, no, tissue no, no, no. or no, something. No, because weight gain can give you extra tissue. And okay. for some males, mm-hmm. they have this condition we call gynecomastia, mm-hmm. which is related to other medical conditions. So okay. they have a large breast. Yes, that may, yes. They make it look like a female family. breast, yes. exactly. Yes. So once you have tissue there, you mm-hmm. do the same examination like we spoke about. Okay. And if there's any abnormal lump, you'll be able to pick it up. But what makes it easy, like I said, is they have a flat chest. For the women, you have to go looking for it because of the extra um, putrishing you have on your chest. Right. Mm. right. So, Doc, thank you so much. Uh, We have to (laughs) touch down now. So, if you've been listening to us, this is Farm Life on on City 97.3 FM, your regular family enrichment program brought to you. Oh, there's somebody on the line. Okay. Okay, I, do you mind? Some people asking for your contact. Do you mind us sharing it? Or they should call, or otherwise, should, then, then, then they should call City and then we'll, yeah. then we'll leave it yeah, to them. Yeah. So, but for, for our please, like yes. for the yeah, medical. The yes, for the medical. Right. Yes, please. 0544. Yes. Okay, so please take, she's giving the number for the medical center. Yes, please yeah. give it. 0544 mm-hmm. 120 777. Mm-hmm. 
Again, please. 0544. 0544. 120. 120. 777. That is the Luca Health, L U C C A. Okay. Luca Health Medical Specialty Center, East okay. Lagoon. We are doing free breast screening for the whole month of October. Okay, lovely. Right. And beyond that, you have doctors to speak to for your health and wellness packages so as well. 044. 05. Oh, sorry. 0544. 120. 120. Okay. All right, Luca. Thank you so much. So, we have been in the studio with Dr. Joyce MFA Adokla from the. He's a medical doctor and health advocate. And like you really just told you, she works with the Luca Health Medical Specialty Centers. It's Legon. And then with Elder Emos Kevin Annan, we have been ably produced by Philip Nilati and Nashika Caesar with technical support from Okla Dan from Daniel Squashi. My name is Michael Mensah, and the training, the online training for self-assessment, self-awareness, and relational uh, excellence is still going on for singles and those who are courting, as well as for couples. It's all online from 7 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays for the singles and courting, and Sundays for the couples. You can WhatsApp and show your interest if, for which for which other one on zero two zero eight one three six nine four three again zero two zero eight one three six nine four three if you're interested in the single switch on saturdays indicate your name and then which of the programs you're interested in then you'll be told what to do thank you for your time and for allowing us into your space farm life is specially brought to you by lily rice lily happy people happy family and what a great joy it is to be connected to them so do have a wonderful weekend and stay tuned to the big issue which is up next i'm out of here my name is michael Mensah. Shine.